Hi, this is Mallory, and welcome to Diagnosis Explained, a podcast about physical and mental health disorders, how they're treated, and examples of people who have them. Today, we're going to be talking about ketamine and esketamine, also known as bravado, and their ability to help treatment-resistant depression. Depression affects one in six people during their lifetimes. Women are more likely to experience depression, with some studies showing one in three women experiencing depression in their lifetime. Symptoms of depression last at least two weeks and can include feeling sad or having a depressed mood, loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed, changes in appetite causing things such as weight loss or weight gain, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of energy or increased fatigue, increase in purposeless physical activity such as hand wringing or pacing, or slowed movements in speech, feeling worthless or guilty, Difficulty thinking, concentrating, or making decisions, or even thoughts of death or suicide. Depression is usually treated with antidepressant medication that can take up to two months to begin working. These medications usually focus on treating serotonin or norepinephrine. Those are our SSRIs and SNRIs. Even when treated adequately, only about 3 in 10 patients have full recovery or remission. Of the remaining seven, two will have some improvement and five of them will not respond at all. Treatment-resistant depression is depression that has failed to respond or remit after two or more treatment attempts of adequate dose and duration. Treating treatment-resistant depression is difficult, as you might have guessed. Your psychiatrist may try adding a mood stabilizer or antipsychotic to your depression medication like Lamictal, Abilify, Rexulti, or Seroquel. They may also try adding Bupropion, which can act as a booster or stimulant and help with the sexual side effects of the SSRIs. Or they may add stimulant-like drugs such as modafinil, a narcolepsy drug, or an actual stimulant like Adderall, which is a controlled substance and can create dependency. They can try other treatments like TMS or transcranial magnetic stimulation, or ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. Or they can use ketamine or spravato, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So what is ketamine? Discovered more than 50 years ago, ketamine has been used in surgery for anesthesia. However, it's been recently discovered to have an antidepressant effect and help those with depression, suicidal ideation, anxiety, the depressed phase of bipolar, and PTSD. It's thought that ketamine works on the NMDA receptors in your brain, which increases the amount of glutamate, which then helps your cells in your brain communicate and create new pathways, improving mood, thinking, and thought patterns. Unlike oral antidepressants like SSRIs and SNRIs, which effectively treat 3 to 5 patients out of 10, it's shown that 7 out of 10 patients have reduction in their depression after receiving ketamine. Ketamine also works much faster than other treatments, with most people feeling much better within 24 hours. So how is ketamine administered? Ketamine is given in a liquid form through an IV or an injection at a much lower doses than is used in surgery. I prefer giving an IM or an injection version because it's easier to do and helps you avoid being attached to an IV for the whole treatment. Both are effective, I just like IM more. Since it's so new, it's not currently FDA approved, which means that insurance companies will not pay for the treatment. Each treatment costs between $200 and $800. Spravato, the form of ketamine that's called S-ketamine, is administered nasally, just like an allergy spray and is FDA approved. This means that your insurance may pay for it. 
both ketamine and spravato are both given in office, in a quiet, safe environment, where you're monitored and watched by skilled staff. So how often do you need ketamine or spravato? Ketamine and spravato usually start working within a few hours of administration, but these effects tend to not last very long, usually about seven days. Each treatment lasts between one and two hours and will need to be repeated for a longer lasting effect. It's recommended that you have treatments twice a week for at least three weeks, and then decrease your treatments to weekly, every other week, monthly, or less frequently, depending on its effects on you. Some of the side effects of ketamine and spravato include nausea and vomiting. In our office, we make sure we give you nausea medication before you're given these medications. And also to help with this, you should avoid eating or drinking for six hours before your treatment and two hours after. It can also temporarily increase your heart rate and blood pressure. Ketamine and spravato can cause dissociation or out-of-body experiences. You may feel like you're looking down on or are separate from your body. This tends to be worse with ketamine than spravato. When using ketamine and spravato, you can also have perceptual disturbances, such as time appearing to speed up or slow down, changes in colors, textures, and noises, and blurry vision. Again, this tends to be worse with ketamine than spravato. To help reduce the dissociations and disturbances, our office tries to help you turn this experience into something that is useful. Ketamine is known to dissolve your ego, your sense of self, leaving you with your subconscious. If you go into ketamine with a calm, open manner, then the experiences can be pleasant or even give you insight into yourself. We provide a quiet environment with minimal distractions. An eye mask, headphones with gentle music playing, and minimal stimulation can help you keep focused inward, learning what you can from the ketamine. Because of the nature of the ketamine in Spravato, you shouldn't drive or do anything physical on your own for several hours after the treatment. As such, you will need a ride to and from your appointment. Some people just shouldn't use ketamine. You should not use ketamine or spravato if you have a problem with hypertension or stroke. Ketamine can increase your blood pressure, which can worsen these conditions. You should not have any history of psychosis, including schizophrenia, as ketamine can make this worse. If you have any condition where the pressure in your eyes are elevated, you probably shouldn't be using ketamine. Care should be taken if you have kidney problems, though this usually just means that we need to keep the dose low and not give you too much. Because of the mind-altering effects, ketamine is used as a party drug and should be used carefully in those with addictions to alcohol or opiates. So just to summarize, ketamine is effective in about 7 out of 10 depression patients. It can help within 24 hours, though the effects don't last very long. It does have some odd side effects, such as dissociation and changes in perceptions. But that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, and it doesn't last very long. If you have any other questions, or have a certain topic that you'd like me to cover, please contact me at diagnosisexplainedpodcast at gmail.com, or leave a message on my podcast voicemail at 650-762-5713, or through my Facebook group, Diagnosis Explained. Also, follow the links in the description box to rate and subscribe on iTunes and donate on Patreon so I can keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you have a great day. Let me know if you have any questions about ketamine.